Friendless is a proud member of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network, which is sponsored in part by Connexus Credit Union and Direct West. Hello, my sweeties. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Friendless, the only podcast about reconnecting with old friends by disconnecting on Facebook. As always, I'm your host, James Avramenko. This week, I unfriend a long-lost university friend, current tour guide throughout Spain and Portugal, and infinitely cooler person than I could hope to be, Sarah Tuppen Veloso. We talk about day trips in Europe, learning languages for fun, the cultural resurrection of Love Actually, that one James Bond where he fights Russians, shit-talking on Japanese transit, exposing oneself appropriately to negative content, the labor of giving yourself pep talks in the mirror, and so much more. It was an absolute treat catching up with Sarah from literally across the world, which just blows my mind, and I think you're going to love the episode. Stick around to the end of the show for some super exciting updates about Friendless and all of its surrounding projects, but that, of course, is then, and this is now. Live in the now, man! So, for now... Lay back and enjoy my interview with Sarah Tuppen Veloso here on Friendless. So, um, I am so excited uh, to have on the show this week uh, an old dear. No, I, I hate starting that with an old friend, as in like, <laughs> mostly because I now feel old, so I feel like it's an insult. <laughs> But a uh, dear old university friend, Sarah Tuppen Veloso. Did I say that right? Yeah. Or as close as I possibly could. No, that was perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so how the hell are you, Sarah? I'm great. Thank you, James. How are you? Thank- I'm so good. It's, uh, it is a Thursday when we record this and the, uh, the sun is shining and it's only minus 25 right now. So. <laughs> oh, it's shining here too, but it's plus 15 here. <laughs> Oh my god! God, it, now, now you're so you're in you're in Portugal, and I am. and and now now that's okay. Forgive me, I am the worst at geography. That okay. is the country, correct? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, what 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 area of Portugal are you in? Okay, uh, so yeah, Portugal is the southwest extremity of Europe, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, and I'm in, I'm in Northern Portugal. So I'm in a city called Braga. Yeah. It's the third largest city of, uh, of Portugal. And actually just this year, it was voted the top destination of Europe. Of course, no one's traveling this year, but. Right. Right. (laughs) I feel like everybody's claiming that they're like, yeah, come stay here. We're great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They'll never know. Nobody will ever know. Right, like the Portuguese economy depends so much on tourism that they're like, please right. come. Yeah. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. what kind of like what kind of population size is it there? Is it like pretty? Or is it pretty dense or? In Braga, where I live. Yeah, or just in the or whole in country. Portugal, like, the country. I'm, I'm never sure about like um, I'm never sure about European pr- proportions. You know what I mean? Like... Ah, okay. Uh, so Portugal has a population of 10.5 million people, and the Damn. size of it is about a tenth the size of British Columbia. So if you want to travel from one end of Portugal to the other, uh, it's shaped like a rectangle. So from top Mm. to bottom, it's about a six hour drive. And from side to side, it's about a two hour drive. 
that's the best thing about Europe, isn't it? The way that it's like yeah. every country is like so digestible, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> well, absolutely. It's one of the things that kept bringing me back to to Europe because I came yeah. over here when I was fifteen, uh, not to Portugal but to Germany. And yeah. then uh, when I was nineteen, I studied in Italy, and then I got a job in Greece, and like all these experiences of uh, like European countries and cultures, and seeing just how close other countries and cultures and languages are yeah. like oh my god it's, it's uh it is i love it i yeah. you know i mean i it's, speak i'm I, I mean i'm not really speaking from like direct experience i've never been but i'm just like i'm endlessly fascinated by it about i mean about mm -hmm. the like just the way yeah the way everything's so condensed and i would always catch like sort of like like the, the, the sort of like um you know the canadian version of the experience by uh working at tourist spots and having yeah. like you know, having German tourists come and be like, you know, we'd be in the middle of nowhere, BC, for instance, like when I worked in Barkerville and they'd be like, yeah, yeah we thought we'd pop out and do like a day trip to Toronto. What do you think? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's like, oh, you sweet, sweet people. You know? Yeah. Bless them. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, one thing I love too is the variety, like, You've got yeah. Switzerland right next to Italy, and it's like one culture that is so completely different from the other one, right? Yeah. Uh, languages, too. Like, I remember uh, when I came over here in 2011, I started working for a, a tour company, mm -hmm. and I was doing tours, uh, like on a coach, group tours through all of Europe. So we would spend two days in one country, two days in the next one, two days in the next one. So you'd be speaking Unreal. Dutch one day, German the next, Czech the next. And like, like that uh, is addictive, you yeah. know, that kind of brain challenge where you're always changing. And I think doing that kind of thing really helps you appreciate how different we all are. Yes. Uh, and yeah, yeah. That's one thing that I keep coming to in life is because um, I've done a lot of studying abroad and a lot of traveling, there are so many different ways of being. And yeah. uh, nobody's right, nobody's wrong. But you know, when you you come into contact with something that's different, you automatically want to use a comparative, like, "Oh, this is better," yes. or "This is worse." Yes. Right. Yeah. But it's just like I studied for a year in in Tokyo, and that culture shock just blew my mind and totally changed my my perspective. Right. Yeah. It's like yeah. something can be 180 degrees different from what you're used to. Yeah. And it works. And it works. Fine. And everyone yeah. is like <laughs> Yeah. That's the thing that that's the uh, thing that always boggles my mind is that it's like this thing of like, yeah, like it totally works. And you're you're so spot on about like we have to I, I think it's the thing that always frustrates me when it's like I find that the people who say like my city's the best city ever have like never lived anywhere else, right? You know, it's like uh, yeah, you no lived experience. in Vancouver. Yeah, it's like you've lived in Vancouver for thirty years. How the fuck do you know? You know, like or it's always like or it's always like I mean, not to like not to like punch down, but it's like always because no, like, Vancouver's pretty from, great. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I was thinking more like it's always like <laughs> these fucking mouth breathers from like Tallahassee who are like this is the best oh, country yeah. ever. You know, it's just like shut the fuck up. You don't know. You know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and then, it, but then it's like at the same time too. It's like, 
well, if it works for you, then by your, you know, by your life standard, it is the best thing possible. Cause you know what? Like, absolutely. you know, like you probably wouldn't be able to survive very well in Tokyo. So maybe it is best <laughs> you stay, you know, chewing tobacco, oh, yeah. wherever the fuck it is you do. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So what took you to, yeah. what took you to Tokyo? Why, what did you study there? Uh, I studied Japanese language and culture. So that was also with high school. Uh, I went to a a great high school in Kelowna uh, Mm. that had a lot of language programs and I was able to take all of them. Um, So uh, as of grade 10, I think when you get to kind of refine your, your study path, uh, I just took everything. Like I was in French immersion, Spanish, uh, Japanese and German. Wow. And then like, the other required topics, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so how many so, languages do you speak? Uh, now I speak seven. But, oh, my um, God. <laughs> <laughs> but, That's you know, I'm, I'm working. I'm always working on my other ones. I've recently become enamored by Danish. I've never been to Denmark, actually. It's okay. one of the, the European countries I haven't been to. Right. But uh, I started watching it's a, a Danish it's a four hour show drive, on, right? on Netflix. <laughs> I, yeah, like I've passed by it so many times and I've never been there. Right. It's, it's too far. It's two hours away. We, 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 we have to hit four other countries somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. You were saying you were watching a Danish show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's like a really popular Danish show on Netflix. I don't know if it's on Canadian Netflix, but it's Borgen. It oh, okay. Borgen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a, a political drama. Um, but anyway, I so I watch it in in Danish, and then the subtitles are in Portuguese. Mm. So my brain is like doing little somersaults, and um, and I have a friend in in from Canada now living in London who's dating a Dane, no, married to a Danish man, mm, and she okay. was telling me just how hard Danish was, and so I was like, challenge accepted, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, so absolutely. I've been, I've been watching the show, like trying to get it, trying to get it, and yeah. oh, it's beautiful. It's sort oh. of like you're you're kind of like um, you're sort of like Antonio Banderas in the Thirteenth Warrior when he just like. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> there's a scene. There's a scene. It's a it's a terrible movie, but there's okay. a scene where he as uh he's like this Persian traveler in like Viking times, and he's traveling with a group of Vikings. And they all speak Dutch and he doesn't and he doesn't speak it. So he literally like sits one night and listens to them at the fire drinking and Uh then like picks up their words. And and so by the end of this montage, he speaks their language. Oh, my God. It's so good. And they're like, oh, my God, you've learned your language. And he's like, yes, I listened. (laughs) It's fucking garbage. That's how you do it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> right exactly that's how you do it right exactly you just sit and concentrate it's as easy yeah. as that right you know oh, absolutely <laughs> well you know what what movie scene really affected me as a kid uh mm. kind of in, it was one of those little like you know you get mini kicks in life that push you mm-hmm. down a path so sure. it was one of those mini kicks um uh, also not a great movie but the james bond movie that features pierce brosnan okay okay so there's a few he, of them. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, there's Golden a couple. Eye? Okay, okay, oh, yeah, Goldeneye. 
Oh, okay. It's the one where he has to go to Russia or deal with okay. Russians. Yeah. And <laughs> that's uh, like so he's that's like most of James Bond. All of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the James Bond with the Russian bad guys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but like the 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 Russian guy comes along and you think like, oh no. Pierce has to somehow uh, pretend to be Russian, right? He's uh, uh, he's he's trying to go undercover, yeah. and you know, then the Russian guy comes along and he starts talking to him, and you're like, oh, he's gonna get caught. But then Pierce Brosnan just answers perfectly in Russian, right. and he, I was like, as a kid, yeah. my mind was blown. Like, oh, yeah, I need you to, be know able to do that. Yeah. Have you ever, like, have you ever had a situation where you've been, like, say, like, have you ever, you know, you you always hear those, like, sort of anecdotal stories of, like, yeah, I was on a train and somebody was talking shit in another language, but I spoke that language, so I talked Oh, yeah. Is that, yeah? Oh, yeah. (laughs) When I was was in Tokyo, because I don't really look Japanese, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So I would, I would hear people talking about me a lot. Um, Wow. But that's normal, like. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of stood out when I was there. I was right. very, very tall for a Japanese person, blonde hair, blue eyed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and always wearing a Japanese school uniform because I was going to a Japanese school there. So of people were like, what is that? Um, this blonde bimbo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just find uh, that so abrasive. I find that so aggressive. Like, I just, I would never. I don't know. I I guess like like those kinds of stories always boggle my mind because like I've never found myself anywhere where I've been like, look at that person who I think doesn't speak my language. I'm just gonna talk trash about them. Right? <laughs> well, that's very Canadian too because oh, you're yeah, used okay. to a multicultural you know, country, right? But sure. yeah, if you go to a like a more homogeneous culture where everyone's just used to being just with people like them. Right. Um, they might be less aware that yeah, other people can speak your language. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so so you're now you're now in Portugal and and yeah. what what sort of what ended you up there? Is this do you think this is sort of like your your forever country or is this sort of a, 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 a oh, okay a layover? So there are, yeah, there are a couple of reasons why this could be my forever country. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so what brought me here was uh, amour. Ah, yes. Ah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, w- I was based out of London from 2011 to 2013, okay. uh, just doing trips through Europe. Um, and then I, I met a work colleague mm. who was doing the same thing, fell in love. Aww. He's from Portugal. And oh, okay. basically we decided, like, oh, you and I, we should stick together. We should start a family. Oh. And yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but that, that kind of brought us to the point of having to decide, like, okay, are we going to raise a family in London mm. or are we going to go to another country? And the, the best options were, of course, to go to where my family is or where his family is. Yeah. Because uh, London is far too expensive. Yeah, and no, it's not nuts. necessarily the kind of life we want to give kids. Sure. sure. Um, well, you don't want to raise colleagues... a chimney sweep? <laughs> 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 they, I'd they be like, oh, good there, right? morning, Timmy. Hello, governor. 
แล้วมอมไหนเราจำได้สุดโอ้ยพี่ฮัมมันมีมูชิพีส์มอมไม่ใช่ไม่ใช่ไม่ใช่ไม่ใช่ไม่ใช่ไม่ใช่ไม่ใช่ไม่ใช่ไม่ใช่ไม่ใช่ไม่ใช่ไม่ใช่ That would be my kid for sure. Just always headbutting everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to say, put a little asterisk here. Uh, I have friends in London, lots of friends and colleagues who have decided to raise their kids there, and it's a really good option for them. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. And that's, again, doubling back to the thing: if it works for yeah. you, then it then that's great, right? Exactly. But yeah. yeah, for for me and my now husband, we thought, nah, that's not for us. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when it came to choosing between Canada and Portugal, uh, we both love our jobs. Uh, right. Touring around Europe, talking about European history, speaking different languages, yeah. um, and we there is a, a great tourism industry in in Canada, especially where my parents are. Sure, uh, but um, not the kind of tourism that we want to get into and we want to stay in, right? Well, you so, know, when you're when you're giving tours of BC, you could be giving tours of four countries, you know? Like, exactly, right? Like it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's I get it, right? It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a much stronger choice, in my opinion. Well, yeah, it's just like the kind of things that we do is, uh, it's just up our alley. And exactly. you know, he speaks a lot of languages, which he really loves. And beautiful. Um, yeah, and it's really, really challenging to do this kind of tourism in Europe. So uh, life isn't fun if it's easy, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Who wants who wants a free ride? Come on, no way. <laughs> But actually, uh, so I moved. I moved here to to Portugal. And I didn't speak a word of it. Mm -hmm. um, but like, even though, like, I didn't speak a word of Portuguese. I didn't know anything about Portugal. I just moved here because, you know, my boyfriend was from here. His family uh -huh. was like, "Come, come, come, come! You are not one of us." <laughs> I had such a warm welcome to the country. Like. Not only uh, his family, but his friends uh, and like strangers on the street. They'd be like, "Oh, you're from Canada. I have family in Canada. Like yeah. every Portuguese has family in Canada. And there I are about that. half a million Portuguese in Canada. Did you know? No kidding. Yeah, that's like a, yeah. that's like one thirtieth of all of Canada. That's a I huge know. population. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I know. I, yeah, I feel like the only. I feel like off the top of my head, the only. Uh, encounter I have with Portuguese culture is that scene in Love Actually when he goes to the cafe and oh, pronounces okay. his love. <laughs> you, but they're all was... they're all super friendly, you know. <laughs> they are. But apparently that was filmed in Marseille in France. Of course it was. Why the fuck would it be filmed? Like why why would they film it where it was supposed to be? It was only ten minutes away. <laughs> They're like, oh no, we have to cross four borders to get there. We can't do it. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's a decent uh, uh, contact with with Portuguese. Is that it? was a really oh, okay. cute love story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was probably the highlight of the whole movie. But uh, oh, God, absolutely. That is. There was a lot of lowlights in that movie. I'll tell you that much. But <laughs> oh man, it makes me so sad that that movie hasn't stood the test of time. You know, you see. I, I read articles like bashing that movie, and I'm like, oh, yeah. 
But yeah. that melted my heart at the time. Well, it's a really, I, it, it's funny. What a great digression we're going on here. It's it's yeah. it's really interesting that I, I feel like we've witnessed the love, the death, and then the resurrection of love, actually. Because, uh-huh. like, just last year, there was a whole wave of articles being like, it's not that bad. Let's be nice <laughs> to it, you know? And I, I, think, I, I think it's like every year. Cause it's, I mean, that movie's become a staple. Like it's unavoidable. Whether you, whether you like intrinsically agree with it or not, doesn't really matter. It's the same mm-hmm. thing as so many other Christmas movies, where it's like, well, yeah, if you pick it apart, it's a piece of shit. But it like brings back memories of nostalgia. It's like Christmas mm-hmm. Story. Like that movie sucks, but I watch it every year. You know. Um, <laughs> yeah. And if love it, makes, it, right? Yeah. If it makes you feel something, then bingo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then who cares? You can't but bash it's it like, too hard. But it's interesting that with Love Actually, it's like it's it's like with all these new generations coming to it with their own sort of interpretations of love and of intimacy and of consent mm-hmm. and of all these different things. And oh, they're yeah. really questioning, you know, those those sort of motifs. And, and I don't think, you know, I'm not one of those people who thinks that if you disagree with the movie, it makes it a bad movie, though. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I think that I think it's just as strong to watch stories that you say I don't want that in my life. You know, like, I don't think we should just be watching movies that are like idealized, you know, uh, regurgitations of our personal philosophies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Again, if you're just watching things that you agree with, you're keeping yourself within a, a bubble of like, yes, 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 exactly. Mm -hmm. You you dullard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, yeah, uh, when you, yeah, uh, this popped into my mind. Uh, you know Jamila Jamil? I know that name. I know that name. <laughs> she's a, she's a, a British uh, activist. She has a, a movement called I Way. Okay, uh, okay. Where she, um, oh, my goodness, how am I going to explain this succinctly? Uh, so she's she's come from London to the, to the States. She's entered... Um, uh, acting in the good place oh yeah oh, okay yes, yes, yes. okay yeah oh, okay yep but then like she also uh really tries to move forward uh like women's rights and topics yeah. about uh body positivity or rather body neutrality um, right. and she's got a podcast as well oh, beautiful <laughs> who doesn't these days right right God, it's so easy <laughs> but uh <laughs> uh but she um really embraces um like having conversations with people with whom she doesn't necessarily agree um and i think that her show is better for it you know hearing two people disagree on a uh on a topic but in a a polite or you you know a cordial way i think that is something that is so 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 important nowadays yep well, we've you know, really conflated. We've really conflated argument with discussion, right? And we think uh-huh. that, like, we think that yelling at each other on the internet is the same as having a conversation, and it's not. It's not interaction mm-hmm. at all. It's really mm-hmm. destructive, you know. Yeah. No matter mm-hmm. what you're arguing for, I don't care what part, like, what you think you're supporting or arguing for. If you're just screaming at a stranger, you're probably inevitably doing more damage to the cause than good oh you know? absolutely because you're yeah. you're you're regressing people you're making them dig in you're doing all those kinds of things right and so yeah. like when you have yeah it's it's and, it, and it's work and it doesn't necessarily always feel good to be like polite to people who you think are shitheads of but course. like but like 
that's that's why you're better than them you know <laughs> that's where that's that's where your real ego gets to be fed right <laughs> you know like, right right <laughs> exposing yourself to things you disagree with can be mm. just as good for you yeah. as as a uh, thing exposing yourself to things that you do agree with right yeah i mean isn't that the whole if i'm remembering correctly from theater school i think that's the whole point of catharsis is that you watch something that is so like tragic and horrific and unfair that it gives you uh, a revelation of how you'd like your life to be you know oh and so it's gosh. like you're actually yeah. you know the, the cathartic event in theater is to actually witness something that you don't like and that that's yeah. what sort of propels you into your life you know and so Ooh. does money spark joy in your life or cause you stress if you said stress you're not alone for 42% of Canadians, their biggest stressor comes from money. At Connexus, they care about your financial well-being. Money doesn't have to be stressful, and Connexus is here to help. The Connexus hashtag Money Talk blog provides expert advice, tips, and solutions for all life stages and events. Getting married, buying a house, budgeting, saving, they cover it all, and more. And did I mention it's free? Check it out today at connexusmoneytalk.ca and start feeling confident and stress-free about your money. The, the very heart, the very essence of this show has been the question of, have I been a good friend? You know, speaking of, you know, long-term friendships and things like this. Mm -hmm. And if I'm going to answer that question, I have to figure out what it even means to be a friend, good or bad, or what that is. Sure. Um, yeah. So I'm endlessly fascinated by everybody's perspective on it, and I'd love to hear your your take on uh, how you define friendship. Mm -hmm. um, this is one of the things I really love about your podcast too, is that every time someone answers, like I take notes, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yes, yes. And yeah, uh, because it's, it's such a big question and yeah. it's so important to the human experience to have friends, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's something we all have in common. Um, even though we may define it differently. So mm -hmm. um, uh, in my reflections, I've decided that for me, friendship is like a, a validation of your identity, right? You have someone who, who you can share yourself with, someone who knows you with, without artifice, because we all wear masks. We all have our, our different you know, versions that we present, our, uh, present to the world. But if you can show who you really are to someone mm. and have them not just accept, but like and support you. Yeah. Like that is that little magic piece of, of what keeps people together in friendship. Yeah. And of course it's a two way street. It's a vice versa right. thing. Yeah. Well it is. Yeah. It's work. Right. You know, and, yeah. that's, and yeah. that's, that's something that I always struggle with, like for myself and then for others is that it's like, I'll hear people be like, Oh yeah, I haven't heard from them. I don't think, you know, whatever. And it's like, well, have you, have you reached out? When, when was the last time you wrote to them? When was the last time you said Sure. Them, you sure. Know? Yeah. But, uh, and like, I remember, like I, I have spent, you know, years being, let's say f friendly or friends with, with someone because yeah. of a shared interest or whatever, uh, but never really, I would never really consider that person, you know, a, a very close friend simply mm. because something uh, doesn't allow me to be comfortable enough to be completely myself. Yeah. But as soon as you find those, those few people in the world with whom you can be, 
completely yourself um, and have that person go like, hey, thumbs up. I like that. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah abso- absolutely. Yeah. I'm so on board. I like that. You're you're literally speaking how I feel about, about people in general where it's like <laughs> I'd really – it's something, and I think it's actually one of the parts that is sort of at the at the core of a lot of this is like I want to be more genuinely friends with pe- with more people. You know, I'd yes. I'd, I'd like to uh, mm-hmm. be comfortable having more general con- general genuine connections, but mm-hmm. I often stop myself out of any number of you know you know I talked about the bullshit detector or you know, yeah. my own internalized like shame cycles and my own internalized anxieties and all those, right. You know, well, yeah, everything in the past, sort of comes. Yeah. You, you've talked about, you know, um, working with anxiety and depression. Right. And I yeah. think that, uh, it's, uh, especially when it comes to anxiety, cause I've got a, a heck of a long history, um, <laughs> working with dealing with, I don't like the, the vocabulary. I yeah. I, the, uh, clinical language is the fucking worst. <laughs> <laughs> But like a, a nice long history, like uh, navigating anxiety. Yes. And I, I feel like you put up barriers not to be false, but to protect yourself Yeah. Like from, from the pain of whatever you're afraid people are, are going to say or do or, you know, or think. Yep. Um, and yeah, I think if you can find someone who like, speaks the same language as you, yeah. Um, not necessarily literally and figuratively right yes um if you can find that core part that connects somehow like all those those barriers can just yeah. float away yeah? yeah and it's so magic too and it's so it like and it almost it, what's so magic about it too is like it doesn't uh it's not like it's not conscious, right? It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's just like a natural progression of a relationship, and that's that's when you really know you got something good, right? Is when exactly. you're not yeah. when you're not stuck in your head questioning and you're not analyzing and you're not overthinking and it just goes, yeah. right? Well, I, and I, I think those barriers um, come down naturally. You can't force them down. So I think it's admirable to want more genuine connections, more genuine friendships, but they they can't be forced you can yeah. just, you know you can't force yourself to be completely vulnerable with someone it has to happen naturally <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm just imagining like like i i was um i've been trying uh i feel really dumb doing this but i've been trying like uh affirming myself in the mirror I've been trying, <laughs> like, uh, like it's very fresh and it's very new, but I've been trying, like, you know, tell, talking to myself in the mirror. And and I always stop myself because I see myself doing stuff like that, being like, you're going to be more vulnerable today, James. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, shut the fuck up, you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, um, I've had counselors uh, recommend that. <laughs> it's hard it's hard it's it's one of those like i don't know i i again coming back to if it if it works for you that's awesome uh so far not doing it for me (laughs) you know (laughs) maybe i'll have a breakthrough i don't know maybe i'll right you know (laughs) that's so easy to get distracted too when you're looking at yourself in the mirror like god well i get that um exactly well and i get that thing i get the thing um i there's a term for it and i can't remember what it is but it's like 
the reason why like kids do like you know bloody mary and stuff where they like mm -hmm. stare if you stare at your face in the mirror there's mm -hmm. actually a thing that happens to your eye and like in your brain that basically makes the image warp like uh, in your eyes and really? so that's why people say like if you stared you say Candyman four times he'll come and get you because it's actually like a weird brain psychology thing that sort of melts the the image oh. um and I start getting that if I stare, in the, you know, I mean, everybody does, but like, I, I start getting that if I stare in the mirror too long. And so I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, this is, this is creepy. I don't like yeah. this. You know? <laughs> I also don't like, I mean, look at me, look at this fucking beard. I don't like looking in the, I don't like looking in the mirror very much. Right. You know, so. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, um, I don't, I, I've actually, um, as we're recording this, uh, like this, this website, this app now has a video and yeah. I have, I have put up a piece of paper, like fun tucked it to my computer screen. So I can't see myself. Oh no. I, I can't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird playback loop, isn't it? To like yeah. have it, have it, you know, you're, you're supposed to be watching other people, but then you're sort of accidentally watching yourself. And then you're like, Oh yeah. fuck, is that what I look like? Is that what I'm doing? Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, I, that's superhuman, uh, not superhuman, yes. but very human. Um, <laughs> now that is a superpower. <laughs> I have the ability to watch myself do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's so human to be uh, very overly interested with with ourselves. Like, oh, of it's me. Like, I have someone very interesting to talk to over here, but I can right? see me. Hmm. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Direct West is a proud partner of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. Is marketing getting in the way of running your business? Direct West has a local expert team right here in Saskatchewan that will work with you to build your website exactly how you imagine it. Let them help you improve your online presence. Head to directwest.com to learn more. Our social media platforms are, for me, way too easy to manipulate. Like, you can't yes. be friends with someone if your image has been manipulated. Uh, if you're, exactly. You know, it's that same thing with having walls up. Yeah, exactly. So no, you're spot on. You're spot on. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I, I stopped using a, a personal account is that like after five minutes of meeting someone, it's like, okay, friend request. And then yeah. that means that when I'm 40, I'm going to be getting updates from someone who I met for five minutes when I was 20. And, yep. uh, and yeah, who gives I, a shit? exactly. And in, yeah. in my work, I, I meet, um, around 300 new people every year. And if Ooh. I friend all of those people, then it, that I've been in the, this industry for almost 10 years. That's too Ooh. many, too many people. That's too many people. <laughs> yeah. That's like, like, like I'm struggling with, you know, I've got 300 some odd friends and I'm struggling with that. I'm yeah. already like, that's too many people. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Once I got to a thousand, I was like, nope. Oh. <laughs> oh, that. oh barf. Um, yeah. um you know europe is actually in a in a very different scenario than um than canada is in terms of where they're at where where they fluctuate with with the pandemic and with lockdown uh -huh. and quarantine and all these things and uh -huh. so um so i think your take on this is going to be not not 
very different, but marginally different, depending. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm curious what you think, um, you know, what's it going to take to remain a good friend in, uh-huh. in 2021 and then going forward and into the beyond. future with, with yeah. whatever, it, you know, like good, with good Lord knows what's coming. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, well, uh, uh, when it's possible um, for me I think the most important thing for, for people is going to be face to face hangouts, face to face meetings yeah. um, uh, I also live in a country where um, going out for coffee is really important, it's just like a, a, a daily thing, like part of the culture is you go out for coffee with your friends and yeah. you sit there for an hour, an hour and a half chatting. Um, Aww, that sounds amazing. It, it's really nice. Like in the UK, you've got a, a pub culture where yeah. you go out for, for drinks with your friends. And here you go out for like a, a tiny espresso coffee, so which you finish in like 10 seconds. But then yeah. you just sit and chat for, for an hour. And, oh, um, that sounds amazing. Yeah. And so like on a cultural level, uh, I see people in Portugal just, you know, itching to get out um and to have those face-to-face meetings um but until then um like a a lot of your your past interviewees have said it's just making sure that you reach out um one thing that i've been trying to do a lot of is not just reaching out via you know text message or like sending something via by email but calling yeah because it's so much more real if you can hear the person's voice um I've done a couple video chats. I don't really like video chats that much, though. <laughs> There's, I, I like. I think phone call is the happy medium. I yeah. think you're, you know, I and I think so. We're 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 expected to be on video too much because of work. So yeah. I think that it's like a favor to be like, no, we'll just call. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Also, when you call, um, you can't be like when you text someone when you're having a conversation via WhatsApp, for example. You can be having the conversation and scrolling through Instagram. And yes. listening to the movie that's in the other room, all while you're taking uh, a shit. Yep. You know? Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> and, but when you're talking to someone on the phone, you you can't be multitasking. You have to, yeah. you know, you have to give your full attention um, and and your your presence to that person. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I think this year I've really been thinking about you know being present, being like living a more presential life. Uh, yeah. Like when you want to be with your friends, don't just like text them to be like, hey, what's up? But just be yeah. like, hey, I'm coming over. And yes. Like hang out, be with people. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. And that's the thing too, is that I think that there is, there is a way to be safe about it. You know what I mean? Like obviously like, obviously you have to follow all the parameters mm-hmm. and probably more so because more often than not, the government's like actually just half-assing it. So like oh, yeah. you actually need to be, you need to be safe first. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that we do need to be more present in each other's lives. I love the idea of like, of like, it almost sounds like a respect thing, right? It's like, be respectful of your friends by giving them the attention that they deserve. Uh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. You know? you hit like, it on the yeah. Nose. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like don't, don't half-ass it for them. Right. Because they deserve better. Exactly. Know? And well, and for you too, I mean, yes, uh, exactly. if we're talking about like, furthering or developing a friendship um you're only going to deepen a friendship if you are both you know sitting there and paying attention to to what you're saying and thinking about your responses and really 
really listening to to the other person you know yeah well and that's you know and that's actually something that really comes down to for me with with you know discussion you know conversation like this whether Mm -hmm. it's on the phone whether it's video versus something like a text message or an email or something like that um email and text in general can be so controlled it can be so uh you know contemplative right and yet i end up i feel like i end up saying what i don't mean by overthinking it through text yeah whereas when i just speak and i'm talking to my friend and we're together and we're um we're just you know for lack of a better word, you know, we're just vibing, right? Um, <laughs> I, I'm speaking much more genuinely, much more authentically because mm-hmm. we're in a moment together and we both know where we're trying to get to. And yeah. so you speak more authentically that way, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. You know, one other thing that this, um, the pandemic has done to to well, my friendships here is um, it's made the close friendships even closer. Yes. Like the, the like acquaintance friendships, because, you know, I, I moved here not knowing anybody or anything. Yeah. So I, uh, as soon as I learned the language, I worked really hard to know people yes. Yes. <laughs> and to, yeah. to find a community, to build friendships. And over the past year, uh, basically, friendships have become like a, are you willing to risk your health or your, and your family's health to hang yes. out with me? And so yeah. essentially, you know, it better be worth it. <laughs> exactly. It's like the, the, the friendships that I've chosen to include in that I will be in the same room as you yes. <laughs> for a hangout. Uh, those friendships have suddenly stepped up a notch in terms of how serious they are, because yep. we're both saying to each other, like, you are worth this it. Matters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your presence Damn. in my life is worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. Sarah, you know, I, I hate to do this. But I, I hate to sort of, we have to kind of wrap this up. And I, no, and I, man. you know, I, I know. And I just, you know, uh, before we do though, like, I just, you know, um, I am so grateful for you and I'm so grateful for um, the words of encouragement that you've given me recently. And just, um, you know, it makes me feel like, it makes me feel like we, you know, I mean, God, you're on the other side of the world. So it's like, I'm not going to like pretend we're going to become best friends, but it's like, it makes me wish we had been better friends when I could have been, you know? Oh, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. But and, it's also and I'm nice very to, grateful. oh, thank you very much. It's yeah. nice to know that, that there are people around the world who, with whom you do have a connection like, exactly. When I heard you talking to your high school friend about singing uh, the pianist song, in oh yeah, in cradle, I was I was like, <laughs> oh, wait, oh, that's magic. We would have been best friends in high school. Right? I know it. Right. Well, that's just it, right? <laughs> and it's you know, it's it's one of the it's sort of one of the it's one of the things that I really love about doing this show, and it's also one of the things that ends up sort of making me sort of melancholic right is 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 you know because i'm somebody who like i try not to live with regrets and yet i'm inevitably riddled with them you know and and so just you know you know like just talking to you today but also like just the way you've been so supportive of me this year and and i just like i'm so appreciative of it and i just like i feel so seen by it and it and it really it means it means so much to me you know and uh and i just like i i hope you and your family just to have like 
just the best. Like, I just hope you're so well and healthy and I hope everything good comes your way. Right. Like, well, cause you deserve it. <laughs> Thanks James. And likewise, like, thank you for doing the, this podcast. I'm a big fan. Um, just, oh, it's, it's like a, a light in my day getting to listen to, to an episode because it, it is listening to people who are on the other side of the world, yeah. but with whom you feel like you're having a conversation as well. You know, right. like I, I said, I like, I take notes while, while people are talking that. and it's almost like I'm participating too. Not quite. Totally. Totally. <laughs> you absolutely are. You're, you know, I feel like you're one of the, I feel like you're one of the super fans that I really appreciate it. It's so great. Do you have t-shirts? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be making, I'll be making them, but it'll be a very limited run. <laughs> <laughs> but but before we do have to do yes, one last thing and so i'm pulling up your your super secret facebook <laughs> and the, the, the dummy account that i'm unfriending <laughs> i love it so much so here we go one last thing sarah tuppen we are no longer facebook <sighs> friends yeah Good, goodbye james Good, good riddance, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was it going to be? Welp, see you around. Well, that's it thank you one more time to sarah for coming on the show she was just such a treat to catch up with and i'm so grateful that she exists somewhere in this wild web of friendship that has somehow woven itself around me in some really fun friendless news i have a new website at long last it's all updated and streamlined i've moved off the nightmare of wordpress and simplified with the appropriately named pod page for anybody who has a podcast and wants an easy and super functional website, check it out, PodPage. This isn't a paid advertisement. Uh, I just really like them. Uh, you can check out my new website at, as usual, friendlesspod.com. While you're there, why not sign up for the newsletter? It's a once-a-month update on what I've read that month with some brief reviews, reading recommendations, and an exclusive piece of writing you won't find anywhere else. This month's issue is coming out soon, so sign up today. Raised by the Movies has launched the podcast about my wife and I re-watching old movies from our childhood and discussing how they messed up our adulthood. Uh, had a fantastic launch last week, and I want to say thank you to everybody who checked out the first episode. The whole first season is about the Disney Renaissance, and I will tell you, Jenica and I had an absolute blast recording it, so check it out anywhere you get your pod goods. It's a ton of fun. That's it for me. Uh... Don't forget to follow me on all the social medias at FriendlessPod. Give the show a five-star rating. And damn it, have yourself the best week you can have in the middle of this endless hellscape we call reality. I will catch you next week with another fabulous episode of Friendless. But of course, that is then. And this is now. So live in the now, man. <laughs> so I'll just say I love you and I will catch you soon. Fun and safety, y'all. <laughs>